Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Hard to imagine that there are 32 teams in basketball and hockey that did make the playoffs collectively, and this is an incredible week because that's what's happening that dominates the headlines. Baseball weather dominates. Nobody's playing. Everybody's freezing, and we're ready for the football draft, but we'll get into that next week. This week, we'll talk a little bit about hockey first with our industry leader pundit, uh, Amy Tenery from uh, Reuters Global. How are you? I'm great. My title just gets better every single time. It's fantastic. Capitals on each one of those letters. Yes. Just remember that as you go into the next round of labor negotiations with your boss. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, I find it going to hockey first that there is a conundrum regarding the Vegas Golden Knights. What is it? Well, the conundrum regarding the Vegas Golden Knights is that they look like they actually might have a shot at winning the Stanley Cup, which would be great for Vegas, but not so good for Vegas sports books. Because uh, according to the Los Angeles Times, uh, beginning the season in October, some people were, were offering bets as high as 500 to 1 that they might actually win the NHL championship, which is crazy to me. Yeah, well, it's crazy to you because... No no expansion team in any sport before has reached the level of success that the Vegas Knights did. It, it may have a toll in future uh, processes to ex- allocate expansion players to expansion teams, but that doesn't mean anything to the Knights. They're really, really, really good. The Knights, frankly, are responsible for about uh, uh, 17% of the betting tickets in Vegas. And frankly, if the Knights do well, uh, the Vegas bookmakers do not. But I think it's an issue that everybody is willing to take. I just thought it was really kind of interesting. Heading into the playoffs, the Vegas Knights uh, are everybody's darling. Good for Gary Bettman, the commissioner. Good for the NHL uh, and good for expansion. Let's shift gears to the NBA and viewership. What, what's uh, what's going on there? Well, yeah, there's like some, some interesting numbers that are coming up. Obviously, we're getting into the NBA playoffs as well. And uh, the league is seeing some of its best uh, average viewership since the uh, 2013-2014 season. Uh, this year, average viewership was up 8% uh, over last year. So really, really strong growth in terms of uh, audience development, viewership. What I thought was really interesting is squaring these numbers against the NFL. Uh, I think, as you and I have spoken about in the past quite a bit, NFL viewership has been down pretty consistently. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of wondering, you know, is, is the NFL down in popularity um, because the league is down? I mean, is viewership down just because the league is becoming less popular? Or are there other factors that might be at play? Well, everybody can speculate about that, and nobody really does know until you test it over time. But a lot of people are saying that the spate of injuries, the fact that quarterbacks are being taken out, the concussion issue, the CTE issue, the NFL is really attempting to deal with those issues off-field, the Kaepernick stuff and the social uh, awareness issue that the NFL is attempting to throw some significant dollars at. 
But it really does segue into our guest this week, which is at an intersection of biology, bio, biomechanics, business, and sports. The company is called Embody, and they have a protectable, a protected patents to expedite the healing for Achilles tears, rotator cuff tears, and basically, now here's a lawyer trying to explain medicine, growing um, cells on little scaffolds that will give you the ability to heal these injuries faster than otherwise. Tremendous implications for contact sports and tremendous implications for you and I. And the history of this is interesting. Navy SEAL funding and the guy who started all of this is Jeff Conroy, the founder of Embody. Let's hear what he has to say. Sometimes we just mix it up with sports and marketing. Now we're going to talk a little medical. All right. It's not going to be technical because there's a sports and a business angle to this. And if you listen carefully and you've had an injury of any kind, especially with tendons and all those kind of things that lawyers don't understand, you better listen to this because this is not only going to help your quarterback who has torn an Achilles, but every human being down the road. Jeff Conroy, CEO, founder, Embody. Tell me a little bit about your background, obviously, former. How does a former president of a tissue bank begin to create a business that may revolutionize how people heal? Yeah, no, great question. You know, my experience in learning the sports medicine business was was in how donor tendons and products that are manufactured from cadavers end up used in surgical uh, procedures and put into our bodies. And I, I really looked at a lot of that experience as saying there had to be a better way to engineer purpose-built products that would be more high performance and as, as opposed to if you have an ACL replacement and you have to have the tendon of a 70-year-old donor who probably died from cardiovascular or, or diabetes uh, diseases, uh, you know, those aren't exactly high-performance parts to put uh, into an athlete. And so one of the things that struck me in, uh, in looking at ways to approach uh, building a company to focus on those things was really looking at some of the most high-performance athlete, athletes in the world, which are elite warfighters. And, and, you know, when you've got uh, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, all kinds of, of technical special operations forces, and we've got, um, you know, a lot of parallels, certainly not parallels in terms of the danger or the, uh, or the, or the consequences, but in terms of athletes who are driven and who constantly are faced with injuries, debilitating injuries, which could be career-ending, uh, you know, there's a lot of parallels in, in accelerating recovery. So that's kind of a long answer to I was looking for ways to find technology that we could leverage that would really just be cutting edge, advanced. How do we harness the body's own healing properties and potential? And how do we avoid using, uh, you know, cadaver parts and in, in surgical repair? And how do we move to a future where, you know, bioengineering, biomaterials, advanced manufacturing uh, drive these opportunities. So before we get to the business part, now's the hard part because I'm going to ask you to explain it in a way that people, humans, can understand. Um, th this is not um, your, your, your dad's uh, replacement surgery. The idea of producing scaffolds for Achilles repair as well as 
um, other uh, opportunities in the body is something unique and is a very uh, important part of your differentiation. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, no, it, 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 exactly. So the the whole idea here is that we've chosen, and I'll, uh, in, in terms of building blocks of products, you know, we, we've tried to use proteins and collagen specifically, and collagen that's, uh, you know, clinical grade and used in medical devices to be able to engineer these scaffolds, which are really cell-friendly environments. So if you've torn an Achilles tendon and you're going to have a surgical repair to reinforce and restore your biomechanical strength or just your function, uh, our collagen uh, scaffolds would be wrapped around that surgical repair, and they actually provide a pro-healing environment where your own cells in the body migrate into those scaffolds and they attach and they infiltrate and they stimulate your own new tissue to grow. So new tendon-like tissue grows over the, uh, over the surgical repair. And the whole idea is just, you know, if we can use regenerative medicine to accelerate new tissue growing at the site of a surgical repair, we've got a, a real chance at re, uh, reducing rehab and uh, putting athletes of all kinds in a position to recover pre-injury performance, come back faster, come back uh, w- with the same skills you had previously. So just quickly, so people can visualize it, we're, you know, this is a medical term, I guess, in a way, but you think of a scaffold as, a, as like a little ladder, right? And, and, and the stuff grows on that ladder and heals you faster. Is that, is that, is that right or am I uh, totally wrong? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the best way to describe it is your Achilles tendon, uh, your, your Achilles looks like a bundle of dry spaghetti, you know, all high-performance fibers all running in the same direction. So we build a scaffold out of uh, microfibers that are aligned in the same direction, and we wrap it around in that surgical repair. And it, it, it really is when the native cells in your body find that scaffold, they're in a familiar environment. So they don't turn into scar tissue. They, they're stimulated to stretch and turn into new tendon-like tissue. Ladies and gentlemen, I bet you didn't think on a sports business show you're going to hear the analogy between an Achilles tendon and some dry spaghetti, but here we are. So, listen, the other piece of this is from a business perspective for professional and college and high-performance athletes, we'll get to you and me later, but healing process, I I know you are very um, uh, circumspect at over-promising and under-delivering, so you can't get specific on this, but say a quarterback... Uh, tears his Achilles, and it's what fifteen, sixteen, seventeen months before he's even back. What's what's the prognosis under this scheme? Well, you know, great question, and 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 these are things that we will prove out in in human trials after we get to market. And so I got to I have to be careful about sure. claims. I think one of one of the goals that we're really focused on is really reducing the recovery time, and and one of the things you need to do is get back to natural movement after that repair. So instead of, you know, what we hope to prove is that you can greatly reduce the boot time, the isolation time that you have where that tendon is not moving after surgery. And we hope to say instead of uh, 8 or 12 weeks, maybe we can get the patient out of the boot in six weeks. Uh, That's one objective. And the second objective is that you've got 
by stimulating these new cells to grow and, and new tissue, you're, you're recellularizing and reanimating that surgical repair. And, and we're going we're gonna to do trials in athletes uh, at a couple of large medical centers uh, here in the southeast, and, um, and we'll be proving that out. But, I mean, clearly it's hard in an FDA-regulated environment to make too many claims about what we can do for, for quarterbacks. But, um, you know, we, we really believe, and one of the reasons that the Department of Defense and DARPA in particular uh, funded us is that um, – there's got to be a better solution here than, than uh, the, the scarring that occurs following some of the current repairs that are done. And, and what we can say about a quarterback is, look, putting this kind of a product into that repair site is, is going to minimize the scarring. If we minimize the scarring, we're going to accelerate the rehab. We're going to push them to get back and give them the confidence to get back uh, as soon as possible. I don't know if that answers your question. Well, answer your que- answer the question uh, as well as you can under the current business circumstances, which is really important. And from a business show perspective, let's talk about that side of the world. You mentioned DARPA a couple of times. Um, the um, Tell us a little bit about that program and, and what it is and why it's been so important to your development. No, fantastic. Uh, you know, that, you know it, the Department of Defense has an agency called DARPA, the Defense Advanced Pro- Research Projects Agency, excuse me. And um, DARPA is the moonshot factory of the DOD. And so the Internet was created from DARPA. Drones and robots are created in, 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 through DARPA funding. And um, we've, we've spent, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a highly competitive process. And we made a case to these folks that um, restoring these uh, elite warfighters to service faster and with pre-injury performance levels uh, capable of being recovered was a was a priority, and and they agreed. You know, a, a, a special operations warrior, a Navy SEAL, or Green Beret are are multi-million-dollar assets, and and returning them to service following things like um, soft tissue injuries fully uh, a third of the injuries or some of the, the, the most prevalent injuries that special operations forces face are Achilles, rotator cuff, and ACL. And so DARPA's mandate is to uh, advance the standards across the board at, at, in terms of how technology impacts warfighters. And this happens to be one that's focused on health, uh, in terms of uh, re- restoring performance following tendon and ligament injuries, we're funded under a, a program called Atoms to Products, which is really looking at things at the nanoscale and engineering solutions and uh, really lots of smart <laughs> physicists and biologists and biomaterials experts, both in DARPA and, and on my team, uh, who've had the chance to collaborate. So it's, a, it, it, it's been a fantastic experience. It's ironic that Navy SEALs and the improvement of their lot helped the uh, next generation of Dan Marinos and Richard Shermans and the other folks that tear their Achilles or any other body parts from the NFL and other sports. Quite fascinating. Uh, And just so we know how far you've come, I don't know if you're prepared to tell us how much DARPA has actually funded you guys. It's significant. Can you give us the number or or do you just want to give us a range? I mean, you're you're free to... 
Do it. Great question. Great question. You know, DARPA, our DARPA program has been funded at uh, $12 million over the last uh, four years. We still have another year and a half to go of that funding. We've been very successful in raising uh, some other grant funding, several million dollars uh, through some, some programs in the state of Virginia. And we're also working with the Army. We're working with the Navy. We're working with some NIH groups. And, and all kinds of ways to put together non-dilutive funding. And then on the, on the investment funding side, we, we continue to raise money uh, like any small startup uh, looking to become a growth stage company. We're, we're effectively constantly raising funding, and we just started at the beginning of this year, and it's been going very well. And so the idea of uh, insurance companies with the pharmacoeconomic studies and teams and leagues – on the professional level, I assume they're all supportive of you because less injuries help everybody? Oh, absolutely. And player health is a priority. I think we, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the YouTube or Instagram or, or constant uh, media is constantly available, we see too many Achilles injuries or compound fractures on TV. Uh, and, and I think player health and the ability of these players to recover from these injuries, it's a priority of, of everyone in the chain, from the players to the owners to the leagues and the players' associations. And we've seen that. I mean, we've had a chance to meet with some of the folks from the NBA and also some of the folks in the NFL. And player health is a clear, clear priority. Final question or set of questions that I think everybody wants to know is assuming successful scaling when is this technology available for the general public and the weekend warrior? At what extent and how long will it take? Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. The, um, the, our plan is to launch our Achilles product by the end of next year and towards the end of next year in the fourth quarter. So we will be seeking FDA approval and getting commercial. And what's, um, what's, what's great about the, the path that we've had to market is it's available to any sports medicine patient the day that it's available for a Navy SEAL or a, or a quarterback. And so the idea here is we will be commercial next year with this Achilles product. We're working on the same thing, same type of product for the rotator cuff in the shoulder. We're also uh, developing one of the first resorbable internal braces, kind of a if you have a strain in an ACL and you want to put a high-performance suture through it to reinforce that, we're doing, uh, we're doing one out of 100% collagen. And, uh, and then longer term for us, we're looking to build ACLs that are just fully engineered, uh, all made from collagen. We're building some fibers that are as strong as steel in our labs here. And so the future is really, I won't go to a cadaver uh, for an ACL repair, even for a, uh, a weekend warrior, or I won't have to have a second surgery and take part of your patella tendon or part of your hamstring uh, to, to rebuild your ACL. And so that, that's the goal for us longer term will be in the ACL replacement business. Quite clearly, all I need to do with my tattered body is to stay one step near your medical marvels. And with Jeff Conroy running the show, it ought to happen. Rick Harrow, speak with you soon. We deviate a little bit from our normal sports business issues, but this is a business, the business of sports medicine. And as you can tell, 
the uh, M-Body folks have raised a lot of money, are raising more money, and money from uh, DARPA, which is a uh, defense department initiative uh, that funds Navy SEAL research. So it is intriguing on a lot of levels. What interest do you in this interview, Amy? Yeah, I, I thought it was really fascinating, all of the advances that they've made. Now, obviously, a lot of what he was talking about was Achilles and rotator cuff and ACL injuries. And as you mentioned before, with the CTE in, in the NFL, this kind of technology isn't going to address what is perhaps the most pressing uh, issue related to injuries in sports. But these are actually real life concerns for the quality of life for these athletes. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see what he's able to to do and, and how he's able to incorporate this on a professional level. And, you know, my question for you is, are we going to start seeing more operations coming out of this more um, actually operations is probably a bad term, uh, more businesses like this that are addressing what, you know, Con Conrad was calling uh, war fighters uh, that these athletes are. Do you, do you see this as a growing business? Yeah, very metaphorical. Uh, it, it's an operative business. How about that? There you uh, go. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, the bottom line is everybody is striving to get ahead of the curve on this. The NFL has um, their uh, initiative that they do around Super Bowl every year where they award the, the best uh, uh, companies in this space, variety of spaces, preventative medicine, uh, devices to help recover. This seems to be one that it has some interest because they've raised significant amount of money and significant amount of monies, and and their 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 theory makes sense. If you expedite uh, uh, recovery, obviously it's going to put people back on the field early, and it's going to get weekend warriors healthy as well. So there are tremendous applications, and clearly the space calls for people to get patents, to raise money, and to take the next step on all of this. And so. It is an interesting company and a concept for a variety of reasons. Here is something that the military and the Navy SEALs have basically helped the sports space get better, and we're all, all for that. Uh, obviously, wish these guys well, and there are a lot of other companies in this space wish them well as well. Rick Harrow, see you soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Our producer, Alex Cohen, associate producer, Freddie Joyner, assistance provided by Carlos Waddick, Tanner Simpkins, Jesse Leeds, and Jamie Swimmer. And the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Calaruso. I'm Ricaro. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score. <laughs>